Something, y'all. This is your host with the most. So, have a toast to the Johnson Super Bowl. Super Bowl, man, it's crazy. Got a lot to talk about the Eagles' presence, defense, how special this is. The whole Super Bowl is just big. Man. The Eagles is like that. That's just what it is. They like that. I mean, now the doubts got to be like put to bed. This is unbelievable. This is a dominant. This is it's, it's even better than the 2018 team, 2017, 2018 team. Dominant. I mean, in 2004, 2005, um, when they had Owens and McNabb, their offense was crazy, right? But. And then I'm looking at when people was talking about San Fran, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, San Fran got this elite roster, they saying, right? Not compared to Philadelphia, they don't. San Fran had just about as a relevant roster as, as the 2004 Philadelphia Eagles. And you look at the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles that won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's not a, a punk roster. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Super Bowl rings and some bets on it. But this team, the reason why, you know, it was one question asked, um, and um, it was on one one of the sports shows. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, no, Rex Ryan. He was on one of the shows. He was on the um, on Max Kellerman show, and they asked him. They said. Do you feel like this team is uh, one of the, the best teams of all time, greatest teams of all time? And then he was like, no. There's a reason why he said that. I mean, if you look at this team on paper, you could say that. But this team hasn't played together or even they haven't played together long enough or even in the NFL long enough. A lot these guys are young. They haven't even played in the NFL long enough. Themselves. That that matters right there. They have to play long enough. You know, AJ Brown proved he was an elite receiver in his short time. Devontae Smith played last year. Miles Sanders been here. He's proved he's an elite running back in his short time. Jalen Hurts was, you know, his first time starting was last year. You know, this is a, a young team, and then now they assembled the defenses where the you know the veteran more the veteran offensive line is at, but it's still guys like Malata Dickerson who are who are new, and Sweat is just coming to his own around Graham and Cox playing with Hargrave for the second year, and then Cox is, you know, I always said about Cox, everybody was saying about you know the year he had, but every time Cox has a a down year in y'all opinion, you know, and I know stats wise, he always has a big year. So I knew this year was coming. Just look, look at his stats. Look at the stats. When you look at his years and you look at the stats and they, they down, they're up the next year. It's Cox. 
It's one of the best defensive tackles in football. Elites. A problem causes problems. And then you got Javon Hargrave. It's just, it's hard to mess with them. Then you got Sweat and Graham, two pressure, pressure on both sides. You got pressure, pressure. They only, they rush four most of the time. These guys are basically getting their people themselves. So you, you're knowing that they're elite. Because it's real hard to just sweat and it's just starting to get harder and harder to guard one on one. Then you got Graham. Then you got Cox one on one. Then you got Hargrave. We just. And then Milton Williams comes in there. Then you got to deal with Sue. Sue, Sue, the game he had is not being talked about. Like Sue was putting pressure on the quarterback all game, both of them. Philadelphia just came in there and happened to do it real early. They came in there early. Like, what what can you do? Like, what can you really do with a team that elite? This is really different. Uh, On the defensive side, you know, the offensive side was getting most of the the recognition through the whole season. You know, the defense, you know, was it, it was getting some here, some there, but the defense been playing elite all season, just getting better and better and better and better and better. Then you add two guys, when you rotate two, you get two veteran guys in there and a guy that's won a ring and Sue with Limbaugh Joseph. Like, then you still got Jordan Davis after that. Like, you get no breaks on this line. And then you got Robert Quinn, like, you get no breaks on this line. You might not think Robert Quinn, but Robert Quinn doesn't have to come in. They don't need him. He's he's gotten in there. But not much. But he's healthy, so you can put him in there. That's the thing. Like, you, you can put Robert Quinn in there. This is a deep, like, defensive line. Like, nothing but dogs. That's it. This is not forget. Whatever you think about Quinn, he had 18 and a half sacks last year. So, just know the guy where you're talking about that that people say, and people are saying, and rightfully so, oh, well, he's, he's uh, not producing or, you know, might be disappointment. I wouldn't say disappointment. He's not getting enough snaps to call him disappointment. But he's definitely not producing. Like you would think a little bit, you know. But he's your 18 and a half sack last year guy. <laughs> it's like, this is your lowest guy. He had 18 and a half sacks last year. You know, he's not getting the snaps that an 18 and a half sack guy gets, you know. It's big. Um, Brock Purdy went out. I'm getting so tired. You know, it's crazy when people make excuses. I'm getting so tired of hearing about Brock and I, I want to understand it. I understand if if Purdy was healthy, but it didn't happen. <laughs> like like <laughs> he couldn't take the hit. I mean, it's a lot of things you can say on that play. Like why he didn't fall back and take a sack, or just rearrange himself and throw the ball and make him make the the, the pass rusher move if he's going to get to him instead of hitting you like that. So, so very risky situation. You throw the ball when 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 did you see the guy coming? Because that could be a mistake on Purdy. They was talking about rookie mistakes. Like that was this whole 
journey, he's been a guy to duck those type of plays and moves, but he couldn't duck this one. We we talking about it now. We talking about how it's a shame, right? But let's talk about how good he was against the pass rush. How good he was against the pass rush. And how he ducked. Everybody was like, oh, man, against Dallas. And, oh, he was just ducking and going in and out. And <laughs> but he get against Philly. Gets hit. And it's like, oh, my God. Such a shame, you know, not to take any credit away from No, there's no credit taken away. And then when Josh Johnson got in there, Sue, you got a vet in there. He couldn't adjust. Okay, because we we all know it's not that easy. If Josh Johnson would have had a practice, he would have looked way better. He would have looked like Brock Purdy. You, I, I can say that because every quarterback they get in there, you know, has some success. But the thing is, they wouldn't have beat Philly. Philly's animals, Kazeel White, oh, everybody was, T.J. Edwards, everybody was Avante Maddox. The Eagles have a team. See, I, I think this is the perfect Super Bowl. Perfect Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it's too many historic things. First, we got the Kelsey brothers. Kelsey brothers, man, it's great. Two elite guys. Like, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. Jason Kelsey is the best center in football. All right, like, this is great. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Kelsey family is just everybody. This is historic right here because this is the first time two brothers have won against each other in the Super Bowl. And they're not just brothers. They're elite. They're the two best talents, Two probably the two top ten players. Kelsey could be a top ten player in this league, Jason Kelsey. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey are two guys that are basically top ten players in this league, like, there's nothing you can say. Kelsey's a different monster, man. He's a different monster. And it really tells you how good that, that 2018 offensive line was. Like, Jason Peters it was the best tackle, best offensive lineman in football at the time. Nobody was better than Jason Peters. And look at Dayan Johnson. He is now the best tackle in football and could be a top 10 player himself. Like, he's a different player, man. Are you crazy? Serious? Are you guarding the elite pass rushers with the injury? Lane is football. Lane Johnson is football. This is with football playing hurt, playing against with pain and just. And then, you know, when you play with pain, you're playing stronger because you you probably gritting your teeth and you get mad at the pain. And you feel you. I mean, man, it's crazy. Dane Johnson, uh, this offensive line might be more, after what Lane has been through, this might be the more story-written line. 20, 2018, I feel like, 2017, 2018 Eagles was better. I think they were, they were the better line, no no question. But this might be the, the most. Mm. And they're elite, too. I mean, Landon Dickinson is unbelievable. 
uh, Isaac so, so Samola is is the one guy. Samola is the one guy that hasn't got the credit for. He's been on both lines, just like Lane and Kelsey, and he's finally getting some Pro Bowl recognition, which is crazy because he's been one of the elite guards for. And he he can play every position on the line. Like he's the most talented. He just has not gotten the credit he deserves. He's always had to come and fight for his job, and he always is the guy. I just feel like he deserves another contract with Philly. He deserves to be here. He has been here. Like it's a real strong line. Um, that the, the offensive line is the difference maker. This is what I said, and I, and I called the blowout. I called the blowout. I called it. I just felt like looking at this team, like they're not talented enough. I don't really see what everybody's looking at. And we'll get to the Super Bowl soon. We'll get to that. But I didn't see what everybody was looking at. I understand the defense, but our offensive line against their defense matters. And we have the best offensive line in football, the best, hands down. And in the way they've been playing all year, unless they collapse, oh, yeah, this is – I, I favor this game in Philly's favor. And that's what happened. Gainwell is a, a top running back. Tom starts saying his name. Him and Sanders are two lead backs. Like, Sanders is the number one guy, no question. But Gainwell is a guy that can be number one. And start looking at Scott. Listen, Scott is – I say is a number two back on any team in the league. Number two back. And he's a guy that he can definitely be a guy that can get some more carries and, and venture to a lead back because he's starting to be more confident as he runs and he's starting to know the line too. This this is a dangerous three-headed monster. You got one guy, he's small and powerful, quick, hard to grab, them little guys hard to grab. Then you got Gainwell who has some power, catch the ball out the backfield. Then you got Sanders, who's just an unbelievable, just all-around runner, can run anywhere on the field on you, left, right, to the, the, through the middle. He's just a dynamic running back. And you mean, and all of them can catch the ball out the backfield. Gainwell's just a better one. They're just dangerous. What do you do? Then you got Dallas Goddard. The crazy thing about this game coming up, because we talk about that, the Andy Reid, and then Nick Seriani having the ability to beat both Eagle coaches in the same year. Nobody's talking about that. Both Eagle coaches in the same year. He beat Doug Peterson this year. Now you get to play Andy Reid. Andy Reid goes against Philadelphia, you know. Unbelievable right now. Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. The one and two candidates, the top two candidates for the MVP, NFL MVP, are facing off against each other. Two black quarterbacks, first time in history, go against each other in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's all across the board. It's all types of, all types of, uh, Chris Jones and Hassan Reddick, who's the better defensive player of the year? I mean, shall we go? Two game changes that they're, they're in their championship games, NFC and AFC. Game changes, game changes. They changed the game, both of them. Without both of them, them games would be totally tougher. Like, 
it is unbelievable to look at this game and just so many different factors. The top two teams in the league, look at the records. How about that? Can we look at that part? One and two in the league. Pat, you talking about who I think is the, the MVP right now? I think it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm an Eagle fan, but Patrick Mahomes right now. But if Jalen Hurts has a big game in this Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, he's the MVP, man. He's the MVP. That's just it. I know you want to say stats and numbers, but the the, the real fact on that is Mahomes was the sole, the sole offensive weapon. He had to be this good. And Jalen Hurst didn't have to do all that. He didn't have to always be throwing 300 yards. He had too many players, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. He had so many guys to spread the ball to. And then leading the league in explosive plays only means you're making big play touchdowns during the year. You don't have to crab up by yards. And Mahomes and Kansas City had to make things happen by yard, yard at the yard at the yard, stack up yards, stack up yards, touchdowns. Philadelphia could just shut you out in a, in a small uh, point game. They could shut you down. Look at the Indianapolis game, the Jacksonville game. I mean, games where it had to be the little score. Games where they only scored 26. Look at the Colts game. I mean, Philadelphia has won any type of game necessary. The only team that can beat Philly, and this has been it, it's not been a team that has just cracked their code, is Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the only team that can beat Philadelphia. The Hurts and, and, and Mahomes battle is going to be something special, man. But but they have to watch out for it. This, and this is why it could be a blowout. I'm, I can't call this one a blowout because I still feel Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And if, if Hurts wins this, if, if he wins, you can call him the best, but I still think Mahomes is the best, but he's the second best. If Hurts comes in this game and, and, and beats Hurts in this game, that everybody loves. I mean, if he throws for three touchdowns, I don't care how many yards, if he throws for three touchdowns <laughs> and rushes for a touchdown, Hurts is the second best quarterback and, and, and wins this game. And that's that's 28 points. If he does that, Hurts is, he's the MVP and he's the second best quarterback in football. That's just it. You just got to give Mahomes his stretch because he's done it so much, so, so longer, you know. But you look at all the quarterbacks that have done it, from the Burroughs to the Herberts to the, you know, that look good, Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts is on that stage, and he won their Super Bowl. Being an MVP candidate, that puts him above everybody except for Patrick Mahomes. Even even Aaron Rodgers, that would put him above everybody except for Patrick Mahomes. Like, the way they did it this year, not even just winning, like, the way this team did it this year, 
and he's the quarterback and the MVP candidate, it's only right he's the number two quarterback in the league if he if he wins. And some people that call the number one, okay, you know, I dig it, but you gotta have it's levels to this shit. You know, you, you got to have some experience on that that is why people were saying, Oh well Philadelphia, you know why Rex Ryan was like, No, they won't be considered one of the best teams to ever do it because these teams are too young. These guys are too young. They haven't been in the league long enough and been elite long enough. Like we still got the the best the more to see from Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I think Philadelphia signs him. I think Sanders and Gardner Johnson are back. That is it. And they're gonna wait to the moon for Jason Kelsey to see what he says. You know, because him coming back is big. But Cam Jurgens, oof, man. That's why, that's why it's real crazy because Cox, Cox and Kelsey are so important to this franchise, but they got guys waiting in the trenches that are just ready to be elite. Jordan Davis. and um, I mean, whew. it is real important to look at what's in ahead. Jordan Davis, you want to see him, and he could be just a super dominant. And you can tr- try to see if Sue comes back next year to be on this line to have a veteran in the background because you know Cox is about to get money. You can easily bring back Sue and Joseph with Milton Williams. You got Marlon. I mean, you got a lot of guys. We'll see where that really goes, you know, because Marlon coming back and um, we'll see who will be on the other side of that. Will, Will they entertain a deal for Quinn? Let him come back to be a second defensive end that that is you can get them for lesser money right now you know just like you got other guys like the Bradbury situation you know now it's Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Sanders I think they should get deals if you got Jordan Davis you know being your future um I think Brandon Graham deserves a contract. Where are you? What are you doing right now? What are you asking for? A young, young in to come in? No, Brandon Graham deserves a contract. He deserves another contract. He just was too elite, you know. You talking about eleven sacks? <laughs> Y'all need to think about this. Like letting Graham walk is a little too much. I think Graham stays here with next to Sweat to make that. Then you got Davis next to Hargrave next year, which looks nasty. You got Marlon and Milton backing up. And um, you can easily bring Tell Sue to come back. Tell Sue, yo, let's do it. Um, Possibly Linval Joseph, Robert Quinn. Think about them guys. Let's think about these guys. Let's, let's think about these guys. Like, I think Sue is, is the guy you think about between both of them. Sue and um, Robert Quinn. Those are two guys I think should come back. Two veterans, bring them along. Okay, look, you traded something for Robert Quinn. I feel like getting a contract for him is important. Getting him a one-year deal in, him and Sue, one-year deals, that would be big for Philadelphia to have them on the line. You know, um, I'm talking about, you know, later on, because this, this is how good this defense is. There's just so much you can do. And if, if I want to think about this game, I mean, they just completely like, they beat him up. Dude, did anybody see this? This game was just a complete ass whooping. It was 
It was a complete smack you in the face. Uh, so what that you're San Francisco or Philadelphia? Uh, Where we, we don't care. I mean, I have never, it's been a long time since I turned on the game, even recognized that people are sympathizing for the way, you know, they didn't have a quarterback. I'm just, just so, it's so bad. It's such a shame. Such a shame. They didn't have a quarterback. And when the reason for their quarterback being gone was Philadelphia. So it was like funny, like it's a shame that Philadelphia knocked their quarterback out. And then, then the second quarterback, you know, he didn't stand a chance. He got knocked out. It was just uh, d- 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 dismantling. You, it made them look embarrassed because they was having the quarterback throw the football. It was just embarrassing. It was just that that is that is getting that's a getting embarrassed. Like you didn't know what to do. Man had a concussion. You had to take him out. He hit the floor with his helmet. You know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was just. And then it makes the playoffs look crazy. Like who is going to mess with these guys who have been number one all year. And now they're coming to the playoffs and completely just obliterating teams. (laughs) Obliterating them. Daniel Jones, everybody was talking about New York. The hype was all big about the Giants. And now, as soon as Philadelphia beats them, like, well, you know, they never set a chance anyway. Oh, 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 the hype train was high on New York Giants at the Daniel Jones. And they beat Minnesota. It was high. They come to Philadelphia. We was a, Philadelphia, like, we whooped the Giants. We whooped the Vikings. What are, what are y'all proving? <laughs> we whooped the Vikings already. <laughs> this is a this is a fun team, man. This is a fun team. And I just feel like blowout can happen because Philadelphia's offensive line. I mean, they went against the best defense in football, right? This is supposed to San Francisco was a, and they dismantled their defense. What is going to make this defense like, I, I just don't think. And so now it's the guy, Patrick Mahomes, with the defensive line against their offensive line. They have a good offensive line. So now this that that's the battle. That's the battle. They have a real, they have a great offensive line too. So that's the battle. If, if then, then you're looking at their receivers against Darius Slay and Bradbury and Garda Johnson. Mike Marcus Epps and Avante Maddox, they all going to be on a thousand, a hundred thousand. You know, if they decided to just see a Scott in, they got Blankenship, they got Wattler. They got players, they got depth. They putting in straight dogs all over the field. So the, the, the people who to watch out for is Slay, Bradbury, and Gardner Johnson. Those are the ball hawks. Those are the ball hogs. Marcus Evans is more, you know, garden and 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 also Marcus Evans is like cutting you up, like pow, hitting you, pow, pow, pow. When you come anywhere across the field, you know, that they send him back there to stop the run. He's a he's a he's a mauler. He's a tackler. But then you got John C. Gardner Johnson. He's playing lights out right now. And Avante Maddox. Like Dan Olasi said, they are changing their defense. Gardner Johnson and Maddox and they are just, it's too much for your receiving tandem to deal with. That's five people now you got to account for that that disrupt 
the defense. Everybody don't got that. You might have a, a good cornerback duo and a solid. You might have two cornerbacks and one safety. But you ain't got five. Remember, they, they are all pests. They are all over the field. They're tackling, covering. I mean, there's nothing you can do. And and, and what Philadelphia is basically saying is, yes, uh, we'll do one-on-one. Our cornerbacks are better than yours, or better than your receivers. They're, they're basically daring people to beat their defense. Like, for a coach, this has to be the best roster you can ever have. You can play with so much. You can play with so much. As a as um a, a team and um what a team can do, this is gonna be something. It's gonna be better than the quarterbacks, but do people really realize that it's also Mahomes against Philadelphia's defense? Nobody's looking at that. Like, it's always a quarterback against Philadelphia's defense during the season. Just look, look, look at the game. Tennessee. Tannehill and Tennessee. Cooper Rush in Philadelphia. Look at what the defenses did. Indianapolis in Philadelphia when they got Sue and Joseph in there. Complete game changes from the start. I don't know what you can really say. You just got to Detroit and key games in Detroit where the defense had to show up from the beginning of the season. You know, the, the secondary has been classic, elite. And now they got their dogs back and Maddox and Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like, oh my gosh. You know, it was a lot of pressure on Epps, Slay, and um, Maddox. But, but Blankenship and Wallace played good. They came in and played good football. But you can just tell that Chauncey Gardner Johnson's a different monster. He's such a different monster. Josiah Scott played good. But Maddox is just such a different monster. Like, this team is 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 different. You look at them now, and this is a Super Bowl. You're like, what is what is Kansas City going to do against these guys? You got on your linebacker court, you got two 100 tackle guys, and then you got a 16-sack person. Like, Then you go to your defensive line, you got three people with 10 sacks and one with seven. Like, And, and that happens to be Fletcher Cox. Like, what? Like, what? Milton Williams is really nice. This guy was he was a rookie last year. You talking about Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. Let's talk about Milton Williams. Like he has been a monster all year. Then you still got Sue. Sue gets better each playoff. Sue is disrupting and affecting and then the Linval just like these guys each playoff. It's just what you're gonna do. What do you and and the thing that has to happen, what it needs to happen to really cement this team as that team is now it's time for the receivers. I mean, I mean, if you you gotta win how you win. But if this game happens to where the receivers 
show out because really they haven't shown out like that all playoffs. You know, Smith had the good first game and, you know, Goddard had a good first game, but it wasn't like 80 and like if, if both of them have 60 receiving yards and Goddard has 60, like now we're talking about showing exactly what's on the field. And then you got a touchdown for two out of three. Now was now you're seeing what's on the field. Then you see Quez Watkins catch for 30. Now we're seeing what's on the field. Like we haven't seen those unbelievable receivers have that game. And then, you know, that complete arsenal that is Jalen Hurts hasn't been displayed because what has been displayed, well, in the first game, you saw some good passes, some good touchdowns, and he also ran one, and he would just complete Jalen Hurts even up with 154 yards. He just was hurt Jalen Hurts real fast. So now you're looking at more receiving yards. Or, or, or if Jalen Hurts shows for three touchdowns, and 180 yards, I mean, what can you say? There's nothing you can say. Like, he doesn't need to throw for a whole bunch of yards, but if he throws for three touchdowns and rushes for one, Jalen Hurts just had an unbelievable game. Um, But he can throw for a lot of yards. This is not 250, 260, He can do all, he can do that. He can throw for 300. He can have one of those games. And this could end up being a game that probably gets that would be exciting to see both Hurts and Mahomes just and I think that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna have their games, whether it's hundred and eighty to three hundred. Mahomes is more of a guy that has to do the, the three hundred thing because of they don't have the weapons that Philadelphia has. So they're gonna they're gonna cover as much ground as Philadelphia does. Um Philadelphia can score fast and quick. Um, and then didn't use their run game. Philadelphia is so dependent. It's just not like they can't win without their run game. They've done it. But it just it hasn't really been a problem. Just just how good their offensive line is. Like, look who they went against. Philadelphia went against... San Francisco and ran the football with three to four different runners. They were all effective. Four touchdowns happened. This was a good, good running. So now you still, but the thing is, you still got four receivers, including Gainwell and, and Sanders and Scott, who can catch the ball, especially Gainwell. Gainwell is really like a receiver, another receiver. But the guys they got with Watkins and Brown and Smith and now Goddard, like, and, and, and don't forget if they decide to want to throw Jack Stoll in there, he's had solid games so that you know he's a good hands that can catch, you know, when you want to just throw somebody off. Grant Caltera has done the same thing. He's He always catch big play catches. Like, this team has weapons everywhere. It's fully unfair. So this is going to be something to see if Philadelphia, if Kansas City's defense, uh, defense can bring Philadelphia's offense out enough, because that would make San Francisco so impressive that Philadelphia ran the football 
They didn't even throw like that. People took what they didn't have. Philadelphia ran the football. They didn't even throw the football. They ran it. So this is supposed to be a team that can stop you from running. Everybody was always talking about throwing over the top, that that would be the key and Philadelphia would be able to do it. But they actually did something that people didn't think they would be able to do, which is run the football. That's what Philadelphia did, and that's what makes this a dominant win. You didn't have, they didn't throw the ball on you crazy where you had to answer with your – you just had to answer with your running game. Your running game was not as strong as Philadelphia's running game. And for this, that makes Philadelphia a team that can beat you in so many ways. And the only way they're going to recognize this team, like they said, like I said, is after a couple of more years of this team playing together. Then you can go back to this first championship and be like, this was the most talented team of all time. Like, this has to go in years and see where Charlie Garner, Chauncey Garner Johnson is at Bradbury. And uh, we know where Slay is at, uh, where Marcus Epps is at, where you look at where Reddick is at already, to where TJ Edwards is at years from here, where Kazai White is. Uh, you already know where Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox are. And see where Josh Sweat is. And how much better would Hargrave be? Like, this is a real talented team that when everybody's careers are over, couldn't. It's going to be mentioned as the best, some of the best cornerbacks in the league. So it's to, to ever play. Like Bradbury is really their guy. After this year, whoever he's with, it's going to determine his legacy as a player. But during these times, these guys were elite. So this team hasn't got the credit. It's not going to get it yet till years down the line. And I think this Philadelphia team. This franchise can win multiple Super Bowls. I mean, what is stopping them from being better than the next team for next year? What is stopping them? They also got two first-round draft picks. And I, like I said, Brian Bressy, like I say in these podcasts, Brian Bressy is the guy I want them to have. And um, Christian Gonzalez is a guy who I think uh, I like exactly his talent, and I think it'll be a good player to get. Christian Gonzalez and Brian Bressy, I think those are the two guys that Philly should put and develop on that defense. Uh, now I'm out, y'all. This is um, this is big, man. Chiefs against the Eagles. How better? I mean, how sick is this? Andy Reid faces Philly. I've always called Kansas City my second favorite team. And um, this is going to be special. This is going to be super special. I don't know how else to go with it, but this is as good as it gets, man. The two MVP candidates. So I'm out, y'all. Follow Lita. Follow me on um, Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the y'all. I'm out.